welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Okay, everybody, welcome to this masterclass uh, for yoga teachers about social media. I anticipate that we're going to go for about 90 minutes. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm going to be your goofy host for our training. I've put together some slides for you and I'm going to give you, I think in total I've got about six things that I'm going to teach you that you can go do to make a difference with your social media right now. Uh, a special welcome to people who don't know me yet. Um, we're going to sort that out in the next 90 minutes. At the end of our time together, I'm also going to tell you all to go sign up to a program that I'm selling at the moment, which I know is awesome. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to make that transition to talk about that program because some people have an aversion to being like told about stuff that would be good for them. And if you don't want me to, you know, if you don't want me, uh, me to talk about that with you, I'm going to let you know so you can lovingly say farewell and I'll do the same. And uh, you can take the things that I've taught you, go implement them and get great results. And if you want to know more about the program that starts next week, you can hang around, but I'll let you know when that's going to happen. So don't freak out. Up until that point, flat out helpful things that I can I would really love for you to get going with. Uh, Penny says she's in Liverpool and it's 8 p.m. Yay. So uh, before we get into the, uh, the content itself, I really want to um, make this point. I really believe that right now is the most profound time for you not only to be learning and fine-tuning and mastering your social media, but also using it to really be in support of your communities. Um, people are on their devices more right now. People are, um, I don't know, let me know, folks, but it seems to me that people are sort of oscillating between positivity and, and anxiety. And um, the content that they're consuming on social media is heavily influential in that regard. So now is such a beautiful time for you to be feeling better about your socials, using it more powerfully and really contributing, I believe, to the positive dialogue, to the supportive um, conversation, to sharing tools and techniques that can really be in service to people. This is a time when uh, I think we can be using these incredible platforms, in particular for us today, Instagram and Facebook, to actually contribute positively to the pava, to the mood of our communities right now. So um, I just think that right now it is very, a very, very uh, potent time for you to be using these platforms in a way that is of deep service. And again, if you're not new to me, this message might be unfamiliar, but I, I believe that, in fact, you know, there was a virtuous cycle that exists, rather, you know, a virtuous, a positive feedback loop, a virtuous circle that exists, a virtuous cycle that exists between us being in service and our businesses generating abundance, that they actually uh, co-create that reality. And using your social media uh, as a power for good at this time, as a way to be in service to people, I think is a deep, deep um, 
offering that you can be giving. And so if you had any aversion to social media up until this point, lovingly invite you to put it to the side for the time being and trust that now you now have the opportunity to use these two free megaphones to broadcast a message of positivity, to broadcast a message of love and hope, to broadcast a message of um, opportunity, right? Let's be talking about retreating, quarantining, social isolation, social distancing as an opportunity for personal growth and retreat, uh, and in fact, of, of fostering this sense of community by giving people the option to join with you in the online realm to receive the powerful teachings of yoga. So a little preamble of, of current context. I'm not sure when you signed up for this training, but it may have been before the world kind of went into a shadow phase. Uh, if that is the case, I still think, in fact, I believe now more so than ever, these teachings are particularly important. Hello, someone in Frankfurt. I need glasses. And the non-essential services come back online. Amy needs to go to the optometrist. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start by showing you some slides that I made. Fancy. Fancy on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> and we're going to work through them. Okay, there's me in uh, some, some pants that I bought from Prana. Does anybody else get those jeans from Prana? Holy catfish, that is some good jeans. I just buy the same pair over and over again. Okay, so point number one that I want to talk about today, and this one's key. If you get nothing else from the training, uh, get this point, and it will change, fundamentally change how you approach social media and how you approach your yoga business. I know that's grandiose, but I genuinely believe it. It's time to start thinking about your social media as saver, as a form of selfless service, rather than, in fact, type into the chat and let me know if you have a fairly strongly held belief about what social media is, type it into the chat. Is it overwhelming? Is it salesy? Is it exhausting? Is it uh, agitating? Does it give you too much sort of chit of ritti? Like what do you currently feel about social media? Um, oh, look at this. The chat's coming in. What's your current kind of sentiment about it? Let's get a, let's take a pulse on how people are feeling. It's intimidating. All of the above, says Penny. Um, Kari says, is it to share information to provide some food for thought to people? Um, Love Roots Yoga Shala says, learning, overwhelming sometimes, I turn it off. Yeah, so for a, I know for a bunch of people in yoga land, it can feel um, like a, <laughs> it can feel like a, a really big deal. It can feel really heavy and overwhelming. But I want you to start considering that could it in fact be that your social media is saver. Your social media could be an opportunity to give back to people or not even to give back, but to simply give in a selfless way. And so absolutely, um, it can be a way of sharing information to the benefit of the people who consume your content. It takes a whole lot of time, says Lynn, and it doesn't feel easy. And Lorraine says, I feel a pressure to, po I feel a pressure to post regularly and be a part of them all. <laughs> Shelly has a love and hate relationship. Katie says, awkward attention on myself. Oh, Lorraine says she's a technophobe. Okay, great, folks. We're going to get into this. I really want this uh, time together to be super useful. Okay, so, Amy, that's fine. I get that. I get that you think that um, social media can be safer, but, like, how? What does that look like? So let's unpack it a little bit more. These, I've got three... Um, I've got three uh, 
um, I've got three kind of sub points that help to explain how you actually do this. So the first one is to consider actually sharing from the heart. I, you know, the, the reason that social media can feel cheesy and fake is because people can be cheesy and fake on social media. So if you're, if you're picking that up and if, if, you're, if you're avoiding social media because it feels to you also like everybody's never had anything bad happen in their lives, everybody's got super white teeth, everybody's, I don't know, wearing the next size down of Lululemon or whatever, like I'm nothing but, I'm nothing but rainbows and sunshine and eating avocados and goji berries my whole life. If that feels insincere to you, probably because it is, Right. And as a yoga practitioner, your bullshit meter is finely tuned. And probably if you're anything like me, it's not that you have a judgment on it so much, it's just that you're less available for it. If it ain't real, I'm just kind of not into it, right? I know that's, that's my truth, but increasingly the more I practice. If it's not genuine or authentic, like go do you, I'm just going to stay out of it. So if you're feeling that about social media, chances are it's because it's accurate. But here's my challenge to us as a as a a group of, of, of people committed to the past. Let's tip the scales because we start to only share from the heart on social media. What does that mean? It means we only share things that are actually authentic and true for us. It doesn't mean that that needs to become radical oversharing. Um, like I'm not a fan of that. And we can talk about social intimacy, social media intimacy uh, in a moment. What I do believe is it is time to show real people, i.e. the sorts of people who come to our classes, what real yoga teachers look like and what real yoga teachers think about and talk about and share with their students. So sharing from the heart is my absolute first principle. Don't share it if it ain't true for you. And if you only share what's true for you, what you'll start to feel is more authenticity in what you're sharing and it's going to take you out of that um, attitude of uh, fake, fakery, um, endless positivity, uh, everything's all bright and shiny at all times. Everybody knows that's inaccurate. So if we start having this principle of I'm only going to share on my social media account from my heart, it doesn't mean you have to share everything. It doesn't mean you need to overshare, but it does mean that it has to be true for you when you talk about it. Then you're going to see a shift in your attitude about your social media. Next, I want to talk about uh, premise number two, which is seeking to give. If you feel like social media is onerous or if you're constantly looking at the number of likes and comments you're getting versus how many people are showing up to class or if all you're doing is posting, say, for example, posting pictures on your Instagram, which are your schedule or a, a little poster about coming to your virtual retreat on Friday night or a reminder that your early bird teacher training, mentoring is closing in two weeks. If all you're doing is using your social media platforms to sell stuff, then they're going to feel salesy. You're going to feel icky about them. And chances are they're not going to be effective in terms of building cooler, building community, which is what I recommend you use your social media platforms for in the first place. So your premise number two is about seeking to give not giving to the point of exhaustion or depletion because we're not into that. You can't give from an empty cup, yada. But seeking to simply use your social media platforms as a way to be in uh, uh, more diverse support to your community. So when they come to class, online at the moment, when they come to class, they get that from you. And then your social media gives them other little opportunities to learn and grow. And again, 
These can be from the profound to the mundane. They can be some, you could share a passage of text that you're reading. You could share uh, uh, your personal commentary on the Bhagavad Gita. You could, you know, it's super profound through to um, a picture of your cat and just talking about how much you love your cat. Because let's face it, right now, for me at least, let me know if this is true for you too in the chat, I'm not interested on social media about looking at anybody else's take on coronavirus. If I want information about coronavirus, I'm going to go to the government website and find out what the chief medical inspector has to say about it. I don't want to know everybody's drama of freakouts and toilet paper count. Uh, I would much prefer to see a picture of your cat on my socials than someone else banging on about how they're going to kill their kids and they can't believe that the schools have shut down. Um, Katie says, I posted a video of my cat skidding across. The yes, I want to see that stuff. Totally agree, says Lisa. Now is a time to be giving to people in a way that, um, in, a, in a way that's in service. And this does, like I said, it doesn't have to be profound. It can be fun. Like I, I really think like levity and whimsy and playfulness are important qualities to be dialing up right now. I put a post on my Instagram this morning simply saying, um, who's teaching online classes that has a drop-in because I would like to do some. That's me giving opportunity to everybody in my community to post their links and, and giving them an opportunity to sell me something and giving them an opportunity to talk, to look at each other's offerings. Like how can you use your social media platforms first and foremost to give rather than to ask? Uh, loving all of these cat things. Uh, Carolyn says, I posted a workout video of my cat and I running around the apartment as our morning workout. I can't get me enough of goofy running around, dancing around apartment videos, holy. Um, I am sharing links for fellow yoga instructors who have online classes. Nice one, Kari. Yes, giving, 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 giving. Okay, so next. Let me see if I can just, oh, no, I can't get rid of that. I don't know who typed that onto my screen, but I can't get rid of it. If anyone else can see that, love it on my screen. I don't know how to get rid of it. Um, if you did it, could you delete it? It's distracting me as much as I love the sentiment. Okay, let's move on. So next, um, remember, and this one, someone's already said uh, a post here in the chat, and thank you for sharing that. Um, your social media platform, it's not about you. This one is, this one again, it's a game changer. And I remember when one of my teachers taught me this, and it really like bang, like hit the gong, reverberation kind of implication of actually understanding what this means. If you're avoiding social media, you're reluctant to use it, you're, um, you, you know, if you've got attitude about it, negative attitude, because of your own sense of self, then you are preventing people who need to hear your message from hearing it. If you look at my Instagram account, there are endless photographs of my face. There are endless photographs of me, endless, in fact, at least every second photo on my Instagram is a picture of my head or my head and my body. Now, this is not because I like having my photo taken and I think I'm all that. That's a whole other podcast, but let's just say for right here and right now, that is not, my, that is not the nature of my reality. Look at me. What I do know is when I put up photographs of my face or my head and my body, more people read my comments. 
right? And if I'm seeking to share something that is useful in the comments, I want people to read it. People like looking at my face. People even like even more if I do like the goofy laugh smile. People really like that. So if I'm seeking to be in service in a way that's from my heart, authentic, if I believe the message that I have to share could be useful to at least one person, I'm going to use a photograph that is more likely to encourage those people to read the content. It's got nothing to do with me. It's simply the nature of how people engage with each other. We're humans. <clears throat> we respond to a smiling face with big open eyes. It's just we're actually just programmed to respond positively to that. It's not that I'm like, hey, look at me, look at me. No, it's not about me. It's about conveying my message. So if you find that you're I don't want to, I don't want to show, I don't want to be all showy. I don't think I should have to put all of these photos of myself in tight clothing in order to do my yoga business. I don't have a face like everybody else does. I don't look like I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm too whatever. You know, that's all of your story getting um, in the way of you being in service to people. And right now, we don't need your limiting self-belief, preventing your powerful message, getting to the people who need it. Let me know if this is making sense. I really want you to sit with this one, hopefully after, the, after our time together, because it's powerful. The, the degree to which you're limiting sharing yoga with the people who need it because is, is because of, if it is because of, any sense of fear or aversion or small self-thinking that is at play, you really are preventing the people who are out there searching for yoga, whether that's asana or however else you want to describe it, self-inquiry, however else you want to describe it, you're preventing them from getting your message. And I think right now, like, shame on us if we let our um, limited self-regard prevent people from getting the teachings of yoga. Um, Wendy says, thank you, I have to go. I would appreciate your slides after. You bet, Wendy, they're coming. Uh, Lorraine says, how often do you get your photos taken? My children are going to be my photographer. As often as you need them, Lorraine, good for you. I love kids being photographers. Uh, Linda says, this sounds sensible. Love Roots Yoga Shala says, helpful. Great. So I know this can be challenging, but I promise you, um, I have the beautiful opportunity of supporting yoga teachers from all over the world. This is my dharma. It makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be here for when I can help all of you folks. Having my photo taken is not something that I like to do. I mean, I'm, I don't mind doing it now because now it is simply a business exercise. But I promise the first time I had a photo shoot, a professional photo shoot, it was so, so confronting. Like, I'll just share this with you because I think we're at a time of radical honesty in the world at the moment. Uh, I was so upset at the end of my first ever professional photo shoot that when I got home, the photographer called me. She said they'd had a meeting about me because they were so worried about my response and she gave me the number for a suicide hotline. That really happened. That's how confronted I was uh, when, 2014, uh, by having my first ever professional photo shoot and then looking at photographs of myself on a big screen. That's how much it triggered all of my own self-limiting beliefs and stories. So I promise I'm not some, um, you know, egomaniac who can't get enough of looking at her own picture. What I have learned over time is that the degree to which I'm trying to hide behind stock photos or I'm terrified of having another photo shoot or I don't think that I'm good enough or I think I need to lose a few kilos first or I think whatever else, the degree to which I'm letting those stories 
impact the way that I'm being in service is the degree to which I'm preventing people receiving the gifts of yoga. And it also really impacts my bottom line. Like um, here at Amy McDonald HQ, like I said at the start, I genuinely believe that it is a virtuous cycle, uh, you sharing and you receiving abundance, you being in service and you generating prosperity. They go together. And so both are stymied if you're letting your own negative self-regard get in the way of sharing your message on socials. Um, Heppel says, thanks for sharing this. It really resonates. Look, I'm, not, I, 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 I'm glad it resonates. And I only, I don't normally share that bloody suicide hotline because, you know, <laughs> that's a real story. Uh, it really happened. I've come a long way since then. But I do want to make it really clear that, that it's not about you. It's really not about you. It's about using these platforms to share the incredible, powerful teachings of yoga. Look, all of us are here looking to make, make a living and um, because we have been called to share yoga. I'm pretty, type into the chat if someone in your family has given you the, are you sure? Like accounting is a real job and this yoga thing, we're worried about you. I remember my dad, when I quit my real job, you know, my dad, he was so positive about me uh, doing this and, he, you know, go for your dreams, honey, and all of that sort of stuff. And then it came a point where he said, you know, when are you actually going to go back to your real job? I'd already achieved income replacement from my real job, but, you know, my dad still, when are you going to go back to your real job? We didn't just decide that yoga was a good idea for the hell of it. We actually feel, like Linda says, it is a calling and we couldn't do anything but, right? Like you heard some conch blowing somewhere that you decided, okay, I'm going to take this leap and I'm going to do it because yoga has healed or transformed me in a profound way I never saw coming. And I now know that it is my dharma to share this with other people. So if the, your fear of putting your face on the internet is preventing all of that incredible stuff from flowing through, it's time to shake it off. It's not about you. It's about savor. Your social media is about savor. Okay. I think Amy has belabored that point enough. Let's talk about some specifics. Insta. I'm going to start with Instagram because I like it a hell of a lot more than Facebook. Mari says, or Marie, I apologize about the inflection, the intonation of that one. Uh, when I left my real job, my ex-boss told me not to get, <laughs> my ex-boss told me not to get a big ego. I love it. I love it. Oh, God, the misnomers in, in non-yoga groups, right? Quick. Quit your real job to go do yoga full-time, but don't get a big ego. I think, anyway, we could just laugh about that in-joke style for ages. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so let's talk about your Instagram. Uh, first up, people often ask me, how do you grow your following? Yes, we're going to start there because uh, the more people who follow you on Instagram, the bigger your reach. If you've got something powerful to say, and again, this is not about ego, is if you feel called to share something that you feel might help even just one person, let's face it, the more people you can share that message with, the better. So how do you grow your Instagram following? Okay, before I give you the actual technique, I want to make a point. Someone following you on social media is a voluntary action. None of the, what I'm going to describe to you is coercive. People are following you on their social of their own free will. And if at any time you feel in what I'm about to share with you that you're somehow, um, uh, that you're somehow um, coercing people into taking some kind of action on the internet, you've got to check that. That is your 
samskara and your vasana playing out and causing that conditioned thought. People follow you back because they want to. Can I get a, like a jai in the chat on that? Carolyn says, I've been teaching Facebook Live classes. It's getting easier as I think my students like my weird mistakes, like my cat coming up to sniff the screen or swat my hair during chair yoga. Yes. My boyfriend is coming around to me teaching online after a fight this week about not being able to do public classes. Good for you, Caroline. Keep going. Send me a link so I can do some of your classes. Okay, so how do you do following and unfollowing? Let's go there. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I really can't get rid of that. Thing. I don't know how to get rid of that love it thing. I don't know if anyone else can, everyone else can see that. I hope not. Okay, so how do you how do you grow your following on Instagram? Step one, you need to find Instagram accounts that are similar in nature to what it is that you do. So I live in a town called Castle Maine. I teach yoga here, um, not currently, but you know, historically, time to time, not now. Um, and here is a business in Body Pilates Castle Maine that. Um, actually has a yoga space that I rent. When I'm teaching my classes, I've rented their space as a subcontractor and taught there. So if I'm looking for um, more people who might be interested to come to my classes, who might like to follow me on Instagram, what better place to go than a similar business? So Embody Pilates Castlemaine has 275 followers. Chances are the majority of those are people who live in Castlemaine and are interested in Pilates. Okay, so extrapolating on from there, chances are those people are likely to be interested in things like yoga. So if I want to grow my following, I want people just like that to follow me back. I want people who are interested in, more likely to be interested in what I'm doing, following me on Instagram. So what I would do is go to Embody Pilates Castlemaine's Instagram page and then click on here where it says 275 followers. If I click on that, it brings up a list of all of the people that, all of these people, these are all of the people who are following, well, it's some of the 275 people that are following Embody Pilates Castlemaine. And then all I do is click down the list and follow them. And now I'm following people who are likely to be interested in my business. Okay? Now, this is the point to remember, don't get contracted here. If when they get the notification that I've just started following them, they look, they look at me and they say, huh, Amy Yoga Beast Coach, that looks interesting. Or, oh, yeah, I recognize her. Or, oh, I remember I used to go to her classes. Oh, that's right, I heard about her from somebody else. They're going to click follow back. That's how I get a new follower who is already pre-qualified to be interested in what I'm doing. Now, remember... Because I followed them does not mean I have coerced or manipulated them to follow me back. They've done that of their own free will. So if anybody who feels like jangly around the energy on this, just remember they followed me back of their own free will. So this is how you grow your following. The, you'll get between 20 to 50% of the people that you follow will follow you back. That's how you grow your followers with pre-qualified real people who are likely to be interested in what it is that you're talking about and offering to people. Um, let me know if that makes sense in the chat, folks. Now, sometimes you'll, you'll um, sometimes, oh, sorry, what we need to talk about is not doing this too much. Like you can't sit on your phone and do this all day because Instagram will say, hey, that's some wacky behavior. We're freezing you out for a while. What I recommend is that you follow 30 people at a time. 
no more than four times a day. That seems three to four times a day seems to be enough to keep your followers growing without Instagram saying, hey, knock it off. Definitely, folks, uh, don't buy followers. Don't do that. Don't, um, don't buy followers. Don't, uh, don't, don't sign up for um, – I don't recommend that you sign up for services that do this automatically. Instagram is getting better and better and better at identifying that type of behaviour and they will put, put a soft block on your account, which you don't want. Also, it's kind of like fake. You know, it's like inviting people you don't know to a party so that the room looks full. Yeah, I'd much prefer to do the work myself and have real people who are legitimately interested in what I'm doing as my followers than, um, you know, busting my chops to, to and paying money to get, like, fake accounts following me back. Okay, cool. Glad this is making sense. Um, Katie says, do you check out their page first or just trust and click via the pick? Yeah, you just trust and click, Katie. It's really, it's about numbers. And what this means is your person, your, like your actual feed, will turn to crap for a while because suddenly you've got all of this stuff, people that you don't know. And sometimes there's some like, like I get some weird, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, uh, for me personally, too much information about someone's glute max. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, which you can sort of unfollow stuff that you don't like. Um, but, but if you're using your Instagram for business, then probably you're not hanging around a whole lot in your feed as it is. Okay, next I want to talk about your bio, Instagram bio. This is another place where I see people make mistakes. Um, I like bullet points. It needs to show, your bio needs to show people um, who you are, what you're about. Uh, bullet points are a good way to do this. Emojis are really important in your bio, believe it or not. Um, studies have shown that emojis actually uh, convey more information, that people understand um, your message more strongly from emojis than from text. Who knew that was going to happen? Um, see you, Lorraine. Um, but but, but it, it, it's true. So use emojis in your bio. If you can't type into Instagram like this, like you can see with mine, you can type it in the notes function of your phone and then copy the whole thing and drop it into, uh, into your Insta bio. I also really recommend that you include one bullet point in your bio that talks about you as a person. And if you're a studio owner, maybe it's about the flavor of your studio, or maybe you say founder, whomever, and then some emojis about what you like. But this is your, you want to give people the opportunity to get a sense of who you are as a person. So I have the sentence in there that says, I love coffee, travel, dogs, gardening, and yoga, yoga, yoga. Because <laughs> that fairly much sums me up. Uh, and a little bit of Hall and Oats on the download. Uh, but there was an emoji for that. Maybe the format emoji. You can let me know in the chat what you think the emoji for Hall and Oats would be. If you don't know what Hall and Oats is, don't worry. Um, okay, so check that your bio looks really great. Uh, and I've given you some tips to do that. Next, sorry, let me just flash back for a second. So here you can see that I have one link in my Instagram. Instagram lets you have one active hyperlink. And um, if you're selling just one thing, then it's then put that thing in the in the link. And if you're not selling anything, you can put your home page. But I lovingly suggest that as a yoga business owner, particularly in the current climate, you're always selling something. If we take it as a given that you don't sell cigarettes to chimpanzees, like you're actually about 
anything that you sell has got to feel amazing, has got to genuinely be in help to people, and has got to have been through your yoga filter. If we can presume that if you're selling, it's because it's in support of someone, it's been through your rigorous ethical process. Like we can use the term sales here and selling here because we take as a given that you're only doing the good stuff. You're only doing the really good stuff. So in that sense, you should always be selling something, never just a link to your homepage because a link to the homepage gives you nothing. It's just saying, come into my museum. You want to say, come into my store and take a look around. So if you're selling just one thing, like time to sign up for a monthly membership, we're going to monthly membership for online classes. It's new, it's exciting, here's the link. If you're just selling one thing, then use that link in your bio. But if you're selling more than one thing, then I recommend you use something like Linktree. There are a bunch of these uh, different services which essentially you sign up for it for free through your web browser. I'm using Linktree at the moment. Uh, and what it does is it works like a sub menu. It takes people off the Instagram platform, but it feels like they're still in the app and it lets them access here. I've got at the moment four uh, sub links. So when you click my bio on my Instagram, in fact, if you, if you haven't already jump over to my Insta and um, follow me uh, and then just look at the link I have, if you click it, you'll get to see how it works. You'll see, you know, you'll be able to interact with it and get a sense of the user experience. So you'll see that it just brings up a sub menu. You still feel like you're more or less in Instagram, but now you've got options of the current things that I'm selling. I prepared these slides last year, so these things aren't current, but, you know, at the moment I've got whatever, um, the, uh, a couple of programs that I'm selling, etc. Oh, I need to update those. So that's Linktree, and that's how you have more than one hyperlink in your bio. And then the last thing, let me just check in with the chat. Carolyn says, wow, I did not know that. Lorraine has to go. Uh, Shelly has to go. Send me the call, Amy. Been useful so far. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> See you, guys. Uh, okay, so let's talk then about a point three for Instagram is amazing content. Like if you ever feel disheartened about um, how many interactions you're getting or how supportive you're being with with the, the comments that you're sharing that gets to be an amazing opportunity to get better you know I was it was um before I got up this morning I was just kind of contemplating about my day and I was feeling into what you know what I wanted to talk about with my community later in the day and it struck me that it's time to emphasize the point that you can't make mistakes like in business you can't actually make mistakes all you're doing is gathering data. It's not like you're ever going to, oh, that was a bad post. Take that off the table. You're never going to do a bad post. What you're always doing is trying something and then using the data to try something else. It's just a constant process of discernment and refinement. Hello, yoga, discernment and refinement. And so you get to amazing content by being mindful about what you post and doing more of what seems to support people and less of what doesn't, i.e. more of what gets more likes and comments and less of what doesn't. So I can't tell you what amazing content is going to be for you because I don't know your people, but you can find out through doing, which is just, you know, again, it's, it's, it's so much like the practice of yoga itself. You have to continue to take action 
and and be mindful of the results but not attached to them making better choices each time you go along in this sense like your 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 social can be part of your karma yoga so what does amazing content look like for you um i've got some five categories of content which i unpack in my social media confidence course what they all are how you use them if you're feeling stuck i don't know what to do next um i've got recipes to help you but as far as what is going to work best for your people you don't know your job is to figure it out generally what works amazing photos great photos no grainy photos no ugly photos and i don't mean your face i mean like i don't know i saw one of my clients had a post it was essentially just um a picture of all of the books that she was reading at the moment but it didn't look visually appealing it was just kind of like a hodgepodge of books and notebooks and crap on the floor of her lounge room uh, rather than actually here's I've taken a moment to organize the books nicely and I've taken a photograph of it that's the difference um really warm real and connected comments like now more than ever people are looking for the familiar they're looking for certainty they're looking for things that they uh can relate to so you being you um is is going to be so uh um so calming so down regulating for the people who follow you on instagram if people open my open their insta and they see oh there's amy and she's made another really bad dad yoga joke <laughs> Fortunately, at least for now, people are like, "Ah, oh, okay, there's one thing that I can rely on. Amy's always going to make a bad yoga gag. There's a whole lot of uncertainty in my life, but here's one thing that's for sure. <laughs> you know, you being warm and real and connected uh is actually again, it's a way of being in service. That's part of making amazing content, something that's really going to support people. And then hashtags, you know, using the right hashtags. I can't overemphasize this enough. It's really important that you get your hashtags nailed down so you know what to use and you make sure that they're supporting not only supporting you and growing your business but again like I keep saying they're supporting the people who need you to find you and and use and learn from what it is that you're sharing. Um Carrie says by the way I love your Ganesh logo. You can buy those on Creative Market. You too can have the same logo for like $6. Um Claire says this is great info on Instagram. Thank you. You're welcome, gorgeous. Totally welcome. Uh Mary says on your Instagram, are your photos your work or someone shot them for you? Um anything that's got me in it, Mary, someone else took it. I'm not that good with the timer. Um but I've got uh I've got a bunch of hacks about how to get really like I've got some great hacks on how to get really affordable photo shoots. The first photo shoot I ever had, suicide hotline photo shoot, was thousands of dollars. Uh and I don't even know if I ended up with any of the I don't think I did. I can still they burned into my mind. I still have the some scar of those photos, but I don't think I actually have the digital files. Uh now I've got it down to like 70 bucks for 90 photos. So I've got a I got a good hack. I'll teach you all that all that stuff um I can teach you. But yeah. Uh and then and then some of it stock photos, Mary. Again, I've got great hacks on stock photos. I mean how you can use free stock photos in a way that doesn't make them look like stock photos although sometimes they will that's okay too. Um uh then always photo shooting pics for the most part photos of me are photo shoots uh but like cr- 
crazy affordable with friends, super fun, just something that happens in my business. Um, and yeah, um, doesn't have to be a big deal. And, and I'm down to doing my own hair and makeup. Like the photo that you probably saw to get onto this training, that's my own hair and makeup. And I'm 42 years old. I learned makeup uh, at Sephora in Honolulu like two years ago. So if I can do my own hair and makeup, I had a shaved head for 12 years. Like this is still a new phenomenon for me. If I can do my own hair and makeup, everybody else in the whole universe is going to be better at doing their own hair and makeup. I promise you. But we digress. Um, uh, Carrie says, that brings up a great question. I found artwork I love from Etsy and I bought a photo. Can I use it online? Um, Carrie, you'd have to look at, or Carrie, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. You would have to look at the license that you uh, agreed to when you purchased the photo. So it depends. Um, yeah, different licenses give you different um, capacities in which you can use someone else's art or music or whatever. Okay, let's, um, okay, perfect, yay, uh, thank you. All right, let's ch let's change direction and talk about Facebook. So if you are servicing boomer market or upper echelons of Gen X, you need to be on Facebook. I, I didn't make this point before, but um, I'll make it quickly now. Just because you're using social media to be in service to your community and to grow your business does not mean you have to use it personally yourself. I don't use Facebook personally. I, I, I use Instagram personally in the sense that I like looking at what you're all doing, but I certainly do not spend time on my own uh, news feed, typing in my status, bitching about stuff, asking people to like give me sympathy for something that's a first world problem. I'm not interested in using Facebook in that way. Facebook for me is a business thing and I use it for my business bunches of you are here because you saw an ad that I ran on Facebook. I love Facebook for my business. I have zero interest in it for my personal life. So if you have a Facebook aversion, you, just because you're going to start set, uh, serving people, helping people more actively for your business, for them on these platforms, it doesn't mean that suddenly you need to be consumed with being you know right down in the rabbit hole of social media how you choose to interact with it personally is very different from how you use it in your business I just wanted to make that point okay so first up some classic mistakes that I love you all love yoga teachers seriously love you all here's some classic mistakes I see yoga teachers making with their Facebook one this picture here this is your profile photo right it's your profile photo this uh, big mistake I see made here, people use their logo here instead of their face. If you've currently got your logo as your profile photo on your Facebook page, confess it to me now in the chat. Who is currently using their logo? Have you got like some kind of Padmasana, Lotus, woman silhouette hybrid logo going on right now as your profile, <laughs> as your profile photo? Yes, Claire. Uh, <laughs> I confess, says Lisa. Yes. So here's the thing. Oops, says Claire. Here's the thing. If you run a studio, like if you're a bloody yoga tree, right, then you probably would use your logo. But if you're, I don't know, Good Vibes Yoga Castlemaine, a.k.a. Amy, solopreneur, put your face. These days, personal brand is the only thing that someone else can't buy or co-opt. Your face is your logo. 
whether you like it or not, I lovingly invite you to simply make peace with that fact. Uh, your face is your logo. That's what people remember. When they come, when they see you pop up in an ad or in a post in their news feed, they're not remembering that time. If they see your face, they're like, oh, gosh, I remember I used to go to her classes when I was pregnant. Or that's right, I remember I tried her workshop at the farmer's market. That was really nice. They're not seeing your Lotus Padmasana Om Shanti, whatever situation, and going, oh, that's right, I have a really warm and familiar feeling from that graphic. People don't do that from graphics. They do that from photographs of other people's faces. So if you, again, if you run a big studio, it's different. But if you are essentially a solopreneur, if you are a freelance yoga teacher, you've got to have your face as the profile photo. Ditto, um, yes. It depends, Lisa, on the, on the size of your studio, okay? This depends. Um, yeah, probably something that we can go into a bunch more detail about at another time. Uh, 20 instructors, yeah, 20 instructors logo. But don't also, here's the next mistake that I see. This is your cover photo. Next mistake that I see is people have just a photograph in there with nothing written on it. Um, like it might be a photograph that they took in a class or a photograph from a workshop. Better, it's at least a photograph of all the teachers smiling and looking into the camera. But still, it doesn't clearly say when I land on that page which business I'm looking at. This is the billboard out front of your shop. If it doesn't have the name of the shop on it, you're missing an opportunity. So you can make a Facebook cover photo in Canva. Great templates in canva.com, free. Pull this together and make it. It doesn't have to be fancy. I don't like this photograph. I don't like that I didn't like, I don't know, do a little bit more Uriana Bunder in that when she took that photo. Like, come on, Amy, really? Uh, I'm not a fan. Doesn't matter. Looks like me. Is me. Hi, folks. Here's me. I'm smiling. I'm looking at you. Let's come learn some yoga business. Don't, not getting all wrapped up in myself about it. I just want people to know when they land on my Facebook page that they're in the right place. The other thing that people forget to do here is like at any other time when you upload a photo to Facebook, Facebook gives you the opportunity to write a comment about it, right? Like normally we think about I'm going to type something into Facebook and I'm going to add a photo. Well, that's exactly what you're doing with both of these two. But people very rarely actually write any comments with either of these photos. Why that's important is when you update either your profile photo or your cover photo, Facebook is much more likely to notify people who follow you, your page that you've done that, i.e. for free, Facebook is telling your people to go and look at your business. If all you do is just the photo and no comment, when people click it, it says, Amy has updated her profile photo and they see the new picture. What I'm missing out on is if I had typed a comment in there, when people click that notification, it says, Amy has updated her cover photo, there's the photo, and then it also says, hi, everybody, it's Amy here. I hope you're all doing great. I just wanted to let you know that classes are still going and our timetable is still in place. But good news, now I'm delivering classes right to your house. That means you can stream all of our standard timetable right from the comfort of your own home, interactive, real person with me, you getting feedback, yoga classes, just like normal, except from your place. Here's the link to go sign up. Can you see the difference? People aren't putting a comment into those photos, so they're missing out on the opportunity to give people a little bit more information. Uh, and then the um, same with the cover photo, particularly if you're using your cover photo to promote something. So if you're promoting your yoga teacher mentoring program, 
right now, if that's currently open for registrations, then use your cover photo as a billboard for that program, for example. Um, <coughs> so make sure, like after we finish the training or even while I'm yakking away, you can do this right now, go look at those two photos on your page and check, have I actually written some comment into these photos? And if not, you can edit the post and put a comment in. I'm just going to take it, uh, have a quick splutter and take a sip of water. One second, folks. Okay. Uh, Kyra says, should your photo be closer like yours or is it okay if it's further back for full body? Um, experiment, Kari, and see. What I really do recommend is that people are going to be more engaged with your smiling face looking into the camera than they are with any yoga asana. I really do believe that's true. If you are looking, think about it. If you are a student looking for a yoga teacher, because we've been practicing for a while, we might be inspired by someone doing something whacked out on the edge of a cliff, maybe. But for most of the people who come to our classes, chances are they're either beginners or they've been practicing for a couple of years. They're much more likely to be intimidated by that, much more likely to build rapport with someone. Like if you're just saying, giving them the, hey, I do yoga face. Like I'm a normal person. I got yoga. You want? If you're just conveying that, I think that's much more likely to be compelling. Lynn has to go for a three o'clock meeting. Catch us on the replay, Lynn. Um, gotcha, says Kari. Yes, I need to see eyes. Look into my eyes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're humans. We're, we're designed for this, right? Um, so, yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on. So just to reiterate these points, your cover photo declares your business. Don't just give me a photo and leave me guessing. Okay, it looks like it's a meadow. It's probably the UK. You know, I remember seeing, um, this is a fun story. I remember seeing someone's uh, Facebook look like a good teacher, had a teacher, a lineage that I was interested in following. And the only reason I kind of got that this woman was based in LA was because the photo on her cover, her cover photo had her doing a yoga pose in front of a hedge. And there is a specific type of hedging that people do in Los Angeles type. Like all of you people watching from California, you know what I'm talking about, right? There is a certain type of like LA hedge that sort of doesn't happen anywhere else. That's the only reason I knew where she was. Tell people in your cover photo where the hell they are when they land on your business. Your profile photo, unless you've got a stonking great big studio, should be your face. Don't hide behind your logo. It, having a logo doesn't mean that you've got a business. Uh, use your face and make sure that you have comments on both of those photos so that you're just using that extra opportunity to convey information to people. Okay, next, Facebook. Facebook is a sharing platform. Facebook is a sharing platform. It is, it is like, um, it is less polished than Instagram. It is more familiar than Instagram. It is a place where you can just share the hell out of your stuff. Um, Unlike Instagram, which is not a sharing platform, I mean, it has some limited sharing functionality, but Facebook is all about the shares, baby. So right now, great time to be sharing resources. Um, what are you using that's helpful right now? What are, um, I posted, um, you know, I, I don't know, like uh, some, some old Dharma talks from Dharma Seed, those links. Um, some video, I think I posted a, a, a PDF book that I'm reading that's really been helpful right now. Um, some CDs that you like listening to, playlists, Spotify playlists that you're finding 
meditative or inspiring. Um, what is the, the playlist that you dance around with your cat to? And can you share that? Share resources, particularly right now. People are at home. They've got more time. They need to stop reading uh, hyperbole and alarmist content on social media. So let's all decide that we're going to start down-regulating the hell out of Facebook by sharing useful tools, sharing useful tools. What is already coming through your inbox? Um, I'm on a number of mailing lists. Every I get a, an email, Motivational Mondays, email every day, every Monday from Rishikesh in the ashram. Um, and inevitably there's some cute picture there with something uplifting on it. And I just drag it from my inbox and drop it into Facebook. And here's an inspiring, uplifting quote from Swaiji. Why not? It's coming into my inbox. I found it kind of uplifting. And even if just one person looks at that and goes, oh, yeah, cool, feels a little bit better, uh, Jai, I've, 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 um, you know, I've made a difference. So share the stuff that you already have. And then next for Facebook, you've got to love all over live video. Love live video. Now more than ever, like be teaching using the Facebook Live function. It's good for rapport. It's good for supporting your people. It's good for saver. And it's certainly very, very good for your algorithm. Don't freak out if it's like, oh, my God, algorithm. Um, what that means is Facebook, okay, quickly, Facebook and YouTube, not BFFs, right? Like they don't like each other. They're both going for prom king and there's, there's, there's rivalry. What that means is Facebook would much prefer you to watch video on Facebook rather than see something on Facebook and then go watch it on YouTube. Yeah. So what they do is they try to, what they do is they are more likely to show your Facebook native Facebook video, i.e. the video that is in Facebook, not a link to YouTube, but actually video within the Facebook platform. They're much more likely to show that to people for free because they want people to stay. I mean, for free, I mean, free to you to have other people watch it, i.e. you don't need to run ads to have people consume your video content. They're going to show people your video without you having to pay for that to happen because they want to keep people on Facebook watching video. They want to train us that Facebook is also a video viewing platform and they want to sort of entice us uh, to stay on Facebook and not to go to YouTube. That's how live video is really supportive of uh, is really supporting to growing your profile and getting what's called organic reach, i.e. having more people see your content without you having to pay for it, which is good on all fronts. It's good for your business and it's good for the people who consume your content because we're presuming that your content is in service to people. So love live video, really, really important. And if you sign up for my course, I'll tell you about that in a second. I've got a whole module on mastering live video, feeling good about it um, and, and not freaking out again. Um, but Claire says, oops, again, zero. have been using Zoom this week in Ireland. Claire, Zoom is great. Like I use Zoom too, different things. Um, and certainly you can share Zoom links um, with on your Facebook page. Uh, you can, like using Zoom is really great. And, and this is a different... I mean, I don't know enough about your business to comment, but I'm guessing that you're doing, um, guessing that you're doing maybe classes with Zoom. Excellent. I'm talking about social media content that gets shared pretty much every day. Um, 
it might be a live video. I mean, look, truth, truth talk, again, coming back to this notion of people looking for certainty and, and all that is familiar right now, I've been watching my coach on her lives on Instagram and Facebook um, just chatting to me about what she's doing. Honestly, I'm making a cup of tea and I see the notification that tells me she's live and I click it. And she's just sitting there at her desk chatting about what her day looks like. And while, and while I'm making myself a cup of tea, I'm watching that and I've got to tell you, it makes me feel better. I'm like, oh, okay, she's at home as well. She's eating all her snacks too soon too. She's just working on her business at the same time and trying to figure it out. I'm feeling more normal. I'm feeling you know, I'm down regulating because here's something familiar and known and I'm in a pack. I can forget about for the time being all of the, you know, anxiety making stuff that's going on out there. I can just be present with someone that I know that makes me feel better. So when you're doing live video right now, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to spend an hour preparing something that I can then go teach on live video. It can be simple as you turning on the video for a minimum of six minutes, folks, quick hack, talking to people about what you're up to. Here's a book that I'm reading. I'm just, I'm just rereading this poetry that I haven't read since high school. And I'm, if, if it's okay with everybody, I'd love to share this sonnet because it just really felt beautiful to me today. Like it doesn't have to be, here's me making my homemade chai. Here's a, hey, look, everyone, I'm roasting some veg. It's been a long time since I've had the time to do slow roasted food. It doesn't have to be profound. I really believe that. And type into the chat if you've been finding yourself doing the same sort of thing. Familiarity and, and normalcy, people are longing for that right now. So if you're providing that on your live video, again, you're being in service. This is not superficial. Um, it's nourishing, right? Sometimes global pandemic is, is a fairly big picture concept. Isn't it nice every now and then to just get a reading tip from someone that you trust? Like can we just have a little bit of like normal small talk, chitty chatty? Uh, and, and providing that to people, I think, is being in service. Um, uh, is the live video time not restricted? No, no, it's not. You can go on for as long as you like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll throw you off after a certain period, but I don't know. Like, it'll be into the hours. Yeah. No, no. Um, on Instagram, it's restricted in terms of the video that you can upload as a story or the video that you can upload as a post. A post video on Instagram is one minute. A video story on Instagram is 15 seconds, although you can do a run of them at the same time. But as far as the live function, no, the time's not restricted. Um, no. Okay, let's keep going. Um, oops. So here's some tips for using live video. Teach people something. If you're freaking out about doing live video, guess what? You, if you're here as a yoga teacher, you have done at least 200 hours of learning how to teach yoga. You've trained for at least 200 hours on how to teach yoga. You know how to teach yoga. All you're doing is teaching it to your phone instead of to an actual person. That's all. That's all that's happening. Teach me something. What you got? Teach me ujjayi pranayama. Teach me six minutes of yoga nidra. Teach me how to stabilize the bottom leg in Adha Chandrasana. Teach me the time when Bhima tripped over Hanuman's tail and what that means for us in modern day life. Teach me something. Teach me about the values, the kleshas, the koshas, the God knows what. It's, you will never run out of things to teach about yoga. Infinite. Teach me something. What do you love? Teach me that. You know how to teach. You love yoga. And yoga is infinite when it comes to things to teach on. 
problem solved. Next, offer something. Like that looks like, hey, everybody, it's Amy here. I'm glad to talk to you today because I've got a super exciting opportunity for everybody. You might have thought that yoga was closing down and why our studio is closed for a little while. We are still here. We are still serving you. and We can't wait to talk to you about the classes that are coming up this week in our brand new online space. Here's what they are. Here's how you buy them. Here's how much they cost. Here's how much we can't wait to support you. And again, here's the link. Done. Offer something. Just tell people, I got a thing. I think you would like it. Here it is. Here's a link. No drama, no attachment to the fruit. Just offering. And once you've done the video, then you go back into the comments. Once it's become a post in your newsfeed, you go back into the to the post itself, click edit, and then you extrapolate on the, the comments that you wrote in there. You probably will have said things that you didn't know were coming if it's anything like me. Idiot savant kind of just bubbles up. Edit the comments about what you're talking about and make sure that you include a hyperlink so that if people have watched the video, they've enjoyed the content, then the link is there after the fact for them to go back in, click the link and read your book, get your audio, check out your playlist, sign up for your classes, make a payment on your membership site, buy your essential oils, sign up for your supplements, whatever else it is that you're doing, the link is there and they can go take action immediately as they're watching the video. That's it. That's loving live video. Uh, any questions about live video, type them in. Okay, so we're coming to the end of the training uh, portion and I'm going to segue momentarily into the, this is why you should buy my course and it's really affordable and I've got a great bonus. But before we do that, type any questions you've got into the, um, into the chat. And I'm going to do a little bit of a refresher, a little bit of a recap on um, what we've covered so far. Let me just, whoop. okay, so remember, you can't, you can't fail at this. It's not about, I don't want to do the wrong thing. Take the possibility of doing the wrong thing off the table. That's just no longer a possibility. There is no doing the wrong thing. All there is is trying, gathering data, and refining. Trying, noticing, refining, trying, noticing, refining, trying, noticing, refining. You can't get it wrong. There's no getting it wrong. You don't fail at anything. Just forget about all of that. You might find the data might suggest that, oh, that one, people didn't like that one so much. Okay, great. Next time I'll do something else. So just try and be mindful of your results. Be, be aware, be, be mindful. You know, use your yogi discerning skills to notice. What's happening here? How can I be in greater service? How can I have more reach? How can I amplify my important message even further by doing more of what seems to be working? Two, be consistent. One of the key things with social media is it's, if you are hit and miss with it, um, it's not that your results will be hit and miss. Actually, your results will really go down. So the way that Instagram and Facebook works are they reward consistent content sharing where people engage with it. If you are regular <laughs> um, in, the, in sharing material, you will be rewarded with regular viewership. If you are intermittent, your viewership will really go down. And then the last one, and again, I really like, if you get nothing else from today, get this. As my religion teacher in high school used to say, so what? So this. Social media is 
savor. Come back to that point first. Fuck if anyone ever buys anything from you. Let's just forget about that. That happens as a beautiful byproduct of you simply looking to help people. You know, it could be that there is one woman. I I mean, I can think of so many stories from me. Um, You know, the messages I've had from people, uh, which, you know, didn't necessarily come in the form I would have liked, but the people who have um, sent me a message saying, you know, the photo that I showed you just now on my Facebook cover thing, someone sent me a message when I shared that photo for the first time on Instagram. Someone shared me a message and said something like, hey, Amy, I just wanted to let you know that seeing your tummy in that photo made me feel really good about my own body and I'm going to go to yoga tonight. Now, you know, you get to do your own personal growth work on the process because having someone tell you, hey, poochie tummy, um, you know, you've just normalised how I feel about my poochie tummy. You know, know, opportunity to grow and learn. But my point is like that if just one woman felt empowered to love on herself enough to go to a yoga class because I did that post, that's gold for me. I'm out. That is huge. Like I, I've won the medal right there. Um, because remember, what are we actually about? We're about helping people. And if one person feels a little bit better, if one person doesn't yell at their kids because while they were getting breakfast ready, they saw your video of you working out with your cat and it put a bit of a spring in their step and they felt a bit more lighthearted and they didn't lose the plot when their kid tipped the milk over, you're changing the planet microscopic doses of all of this stuff, you know, compounds. So remember, everything that you're sharing, it gets to be in service. It doesn't mean that someone's going to get shakipata because they look at a photo that you posted. But it might mean that they don't cut someone off in traffic. It might mean that they pay it forward a little bit and do something nice for somebody else. It might mean that they simply go, you know what, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've just listened to my yoga teacher talk about how, you know, they're going a bit crazy at their place and they've watched too much Netflix, so I don't feel quite so bad. If, if that spiritual person has just binged a day of Netflix, maybe I'm not going to keep beating myself up about somehow being spiritually bereft because all I did yesterday was watch Netflix to tune out my anxiety. Like, honestly, this sort of stuff, um, it really is, it really can be in service to people. And if you help just one person from what it is that you're sharing, don't you think it's worth it? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. So there's my tips let me see what's happening over here in the chat. Um, Facebook Live, do you advertise this well in advance to get views? It depends. Um, it depends what, it, what your bigger um, picture business plan is, uh, Chrissia. So I don't know. Um, it depends what your purpose is. Um, there are a bunch of ways that you can get more people to watch your Facebook Live. I, I like the idea if you're going to do something really consistent and you're going to so, you know, I'm thinking about doing like a, um, a Bhagavad Gita study group. And so I would probably pick a day of time of the day um, and I would send my mailing list an email saying, hey, if you want to do a chapter a day of the Bhagavad Gita uh, from a tantric perspective study group, it's happening on my Facebook page at 9 a.m. Melbourne time. Blah, blah, blah. And because I, um, but at other times, um, to be perfectly frank, if the difference is between you just doing it randomly or not doing it at all. I would prefer you to do it randomly. Trust that some people will come on and watch while you're talking with them, get them to interact with you. And then if what you want is for more people to see that video, you can then boost the video, pay Facebook a little bit of money to show it to the people who are on your mailing list or who like your Facebook page or, uh, or whatever else. 
Lisa says, I love how you've been saying done is better than perfect on the webinars you've been leading this week. Um, it's becoming my new mantra for this type A yogi. Yeah, takes one to know one, girlfriend. It will change your life. And, and again, like, shit, Lisa, if you've been watching all of those how to teach online videos, I mean, we're, we are stringing this together with bubblegum and string, seriously. And it's helpful, right? Um, there is a time to have really polished stuff. And there's also a time to just speak from the heart and seek to be in service and hope that at least it lands with at least one person. Um, and I think, you know, that's where done is better than perfect. It's not about being lazy or unprepared or anything like that. It's just doing the best you can with what you have. Uh, Lorraine says, I feel like a deer in headlights. I have no idea which live thing to do. I started yesterday by recording an audio yoga nidra. Uh, I need some balls. <laughs> yoga, yeah, well, you know, you're growing them a little bit at a time, if that's the sort of balls you're talking about. And, you know, we're using that metaphorically. Unless you want some, you know, we're, we're like all the genders are welcome here whatever, uh, all the manifestations of all the genders are welcome here, right? You've got this. I, you know, I didn't get going. I've been doing this for years, girl, years. I was periscoping before there was Facebook Live. I was like, I've been doing this for years. You doesn't have to, you don't have to be super confident overnight. Chances are that's not going to happen. Don't worry. Um, can you recap the tips, says Claire? Uh, I was late. Um, no, clear, because there were six of them and I went through them at a fair sort of an hour's worth of length, but I am going to send you the link so you can re-watch it. Um, and uh, based on our conversation today, folks, I might even share it on the Facebook page. Uh, Lisa says, I've been posting videos and podcasts this week. Yes, and they're not perfect. Who cares? But I'm getting so many people thanking me. I do feel like it's saver. Yes, Lisa, well done. Well done. Yes. Good for you. Like, Folks, we've got to get out of our own way here. Um, just help people. Not to the point of depletion. But like I said before, remember this notion of a, of a, of a, a, a virtuous cycle. A virtuous cycle where you share, you generate prosperity. You share, you generate prosperity. It is the way that it works. And you're not to get all hung up and attached on who's paying for what and where does the money come from. You can't even fathom what that looks like. But the more you show up and serve, the more uh, the, this virtuous cycle is at play, the more you will receive benefit. I heard from someone who has, we've been talking this week um, on my, uh, in my community about YouTube channels, right? A whole bunch of people have started YouTube channels. Um, and someone emailed me yesterday. I mentioned in the training I was offering on how to do a YouTube channel that maybe signing up for having a Patreon account is a good idea. Someone messaged me overnight to say she's hooked it up to her YouTube channel and she's already got six Patriot patrons and that means that's $50 a month that helps support her YouTube channel. She didn't do the YouTube channel to make money, but because she's giving and sharing and giving and sharing, the prosperity comes. Um, okay, so... Uh, I think that's all of the training portion. Yes. So if you're going to head off now because you don't want to hear about my course, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, taking in hopefully some of the things that I've had to share. I hope that it's been useful and please, uh, your people need you. Social media right now needs, the, we need to tip the scales back into positivity and uh, 
and, and motivation and inspiration and forward thinking and community. So it's a great time to really be growing your business by sharing beautiful content on the interwebs. Um, <laughs> Chrystia says, came in late to this class and we were walking in the woods with the kids. Uh, you can catch it later if you want to start. <laughs> no problem. Ah, um, Katie says, grateful your ad popped up on my Facebook. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. You've kept me motivated and feeling connected. Totally. And the same is true, Katie, for everybody who finds you on Facebook and they're going to feel the same when they interact with you. Now is the time to really show up and serve. Okay. So uh, here we go. I want to talk to you about this program that starts next week. And honest to God, I can confidently and with complete spiritual alignment say it could not be better timed. Launching this program could not be better timed. I've run it twice already. It's a short course. It goes over four weeks. It's super affordable. Uh, it's 197 AUD, um, so crazy affordable. And in it, I teach you over four weeks everything you need to know to feel confident on social media. So if you don't feel confident on social media and if you're going to be at home for the next few weeks, can you please sign up? There's a link. You can go check it out. Um, it, uh, Like I said, I've run it um two times already, people absolutely obsess about it. Um, the feedback that I get from it is incredible. And so I feel really delighted to be offering it, offering it again. Now, we, like I said, we get started next Tuesday. So quickly, um, it's unlike my other training programs. I decided that I was no longer available to create a training program that people bought but did not use. Uh, yes, I can totally tell you and carry, carry the USD. I'll get to it in a sec. Um, because like, I don't know about you, but I, I've done that. Like I get really fired up. Yeah, I'm going to buy this thing. It's going to make all the difference. And then I buy it and then the link just sits in my inbox and I never freaking do it. I'm not doing those anymore. I'm not offering them for sale. I don't feel ethically aligned with that anymore. I'm only selling things that people have a very, very good chance of actually implementing. That is why I've set this course up to be different from any of my other home study programs. See you, Jasmine. Um, so we have two calls a week. The first one is the training course. If you can't make it live, that's fine. I recorded it. It's fairly, it's me sort of similar to the format that we've been doing just now. Slides, me sharing content. You learn the stuff. Then we have a few days for you to go implement the stuff. Then towards the end of the week, we have another Zoom call, which is flat out simple Q&A and support, tech support, feedback. You want me to look at stuff. Look at your brand colors. Look at your photo shoot. Look at your bio. You want me to look at your cover photo, your profile photo. We cover all of the uh, Instagram and Facebook basics. We cover all of the uh, how to do great video across the different platforms. We cover the five different types of posts for both platforms and how to generate those. So you're never going to be stuck for ideas about what to post. We talk about scheduling and how to make this a um, more of a seamless process so you don't feel like you're always having to think about what to post next. Scheduling content, using different services to streamline the content, repurposing content makes one thing once and then use it in different ways across different platforms so you don't feel like you're constantly making stuff, get you out of overwhelm and back into spaciousness. We also talk about things like YouTube and LinkedIn and TikTok, um, other platforms as next step opportunities. And we, I step you through this a week at a time, train you at the start of the week, help you implement at the end of the week. So this is designed to the reason that I really feel it gets people confident 
is because you don't just get the teachings and then get told to go. It's like the IKEA assembly book, right? Here's your shelf. Here's the book. Figure it out. I always end up with a shelf like that. We don't want you to have a sideways shelf. That's why we have those check-ins. I'm going to like come help you assemble your own furniture. Really important. So four training modules, four training calls a week, and then also four Q&A calls. And I really, again, it's a great time to do this course because probably you've got more time. Probably also you're looking for a bit of positive community. One of the things I love about this program is that you get to know all of the other people in the program. We all get connected. You'll all start following each other and commenting on each other's posts. Uh, you'll all be watching each other's videos because you want to, not because it's homework. You'll make new friends. You'll feel more encouraged and you'll feel like really you're not doing this alone because you won't be. Um, okay, let me see. Here's some, uh, here's some pretty things, some nice things that people have to say about doing the program. Um, honestly, people love it. I love it too. Um, Amy's classes and guest speakers have been amazing. I'm already enrolled in. Oh, yes, Lisa, you're enrolled in this program, Social Media Confidence. We're going to have so much fun. Make sure, Lisa, if, and anybody else who's watching who is already enrolled, make sure that you go into my Facebook group and share your Insta and your Facebook links so that everybody else can start following you and you can get, get to know everybody who's already signed up. It's, it's a, seriously, it's such a great program, Lisa. We're going to have so much fun. Here's some more nice things. Um, as you can see, my people tend to be, you know, uh, Social media skeptics when they start and by the end we're not only having fun but they are really actually feeling not only confident but also grounded in what needs to happen. And i got to say a lot of people talk to me after doing the course about how much they love social media and they were skeptics and I, I get it because I was one of them as well. Um, and now I love it when I get notes from you and messages and people tag me and their stuff. I really feel like I'm connected and like I'm really for me now, being more active in my social media makes me feel really like I am actually helping more people. And it makes me feel like I'm not just shouting out into the void and hoping that something's landing. I simply, I feel more connected in a way that's meaningful. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It actually feels more social. And I love it. Um, some more love notes. Yay, people who have done the course, people from all over. Um, and people who like Mon, um, uh, she's a psychologist, so it's not just for um, uh, Natalie does cacao ceremonies. It's not just for yoga teachers. It really is for any holistic practitioner that has some kind of grunty, some kind of energetic block around social media. And not just I'll teach you the skills, but actually I'm more interested in you feeling confident with it. That's the primary purpose of the program. So here you go. Uh, who Carrie wanted to know about USD? When I did the conversion last week, Carrie, it was about 128 US dollars. So I don't know what it is now and your bank will have its own rate. But so these are approximates, about 100 quid, about 128 USD. Um, I, I'm not sure about euro, but uh, that's approximately checked before you buy it. If, if the details mean a lot, like I said, different banks have different conversion rates, but approximately that's how it works out. Um, 197 AUD. I've had so many people talk to me about how doing this course has grown their business. I'm not going to make you any type of promise because that would be unethical of me, but I can't imagine that um, you could buy this course, implement the hell out of it and not see a return on the investment, not at that price point. I mean, I'd be bitterly disappointed if what I taught you in this course did not lead to an upswing in your finances, in your business, even in the current situation that we find ourselves in. Um, yeah. 
But And I think during the course we're going to talk more about some business hacks to bring in money in different ways uh, now that everybody's at home. I've got some ideas on that front. So you'll get those two. Um, what else have I got? Ah, so here's the final thing that I wanted to mention. Um, until tomorrow night, until Wednesday night, I've offered up an extra bonus for anybody who signs up to this program. And that is that as well as the training program, the four weeks of training, you'll also receive a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me. Um, a couple of reasons. One, I think that we're in strange times and a little bit of tailored support would be helpful. And two, um, one of the things that I'm feeling called to do is help teachers pivot. It's a wank word. I can't believe I used it, but it's actually pertinent here. Uh, and do that. And I've seen, I've been working with a lot of people closely over the past two weeks. I've really seen some stuff that works and some stuff that doesn't. So I wanted to extend an extra opportunity to support you. It might be in implementing the pro, the, this program, or you might want to use that private coaching time to look at what are my offerings? What's my financial um, I don't want to say shortfall because that's a negative word, but how much additional uh, income would I like to bring in in different ways and how can we together come up with a plan to make that happen? So if you sign up for this program before Wednesday night, that's Australia time. Remember, we're a day ahead of a lot of you. Um, uh, so essentially, if you jump in now, you'll also receive a private coaching session with me that goes for 45 minutes. I don't normally sell them by themselves, but normally a 90-minute private coaching call with me is 500 bucks. So I've just said 45 minutes, half at 250 bucks. Anyway, it's a good deal. Um, and you get that for free if you sign up within the next, what, 32 hours. Uh, so good opportunity to get some additional support. As you can tell, if you're new to me, hopefully I've conveyed to you over the past hour that I'm a no bullshit type of person. And I genuinely want you to be wildly successful in your business as part of my uh, plan to take over the universe is to get more yoga people doing yoga I can't do that by myself I need you you need to be successful to make my dreams come true so I would really love to help you in this way um, our first class happens next Tuesday so you've got what uh, just under now a week to get yourself actually signed up but if you would like the bonus uh, of having some one-to-one -one support with me which we can use either looking at how you've implemented the course any of the specific modules in the course or anything else in your business. That is your time. You can receive coaching on whatever it is that you need. Um, you get that as a bonus, 250 bucks worth of coaching as a bonus if you sign up by Wednesday night, which is in about 32 hours-ish from now. So the link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. When you go to that page, it's got all the information about the program. It doesn't say anything about the uh bonus coaching because I don't want everybody to know about that because there's you know I only got so much time <laughs> I'm being a little bit specific about who knows about that but you will get it um what time are the training sessions the uh, is this for a Hamburg um the training sessions are at 7 a.m Melbourne Australia time so same time as what we started today uh However, this is important, uh, I, am go I and everybody else who lives in my state will be going through, uh, uh, what do you call it, daylight savings will come to an end, I think, during the course. That always breaks my brain. Um, so there will be like a shift depending, you know, that, that awkward moment when the, wor the world takes like a month for us all, so why can't we just do it all on the same day? There will be a shift in times probably for you 
when my time zone, when my daylight saving ends because we're sticking with my time. So that would be the only thing. Same time as today, with the exception of when we flip into daylight saving normal time for me, in which case we'll be an hour one way or the other. I don't know which way because that hurts my brain to try and figure that out. I just let my iPhone tell me what the time is. <laughs> uh, all right. So, again, the link for Social Media Confidence is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. If you go over to that page, you'll see oodles more testimonials from sceptical yoga teachers who have done the training and are uh, watching those fruits ripen now, feeling great about their social media, growing their businesses, feeling more connected. Um, it's a super fun course. Quite a few of the testimonials talk about how much fun everybody had, uh, which I love. <laughs> Linda is in with a kiss emoji. Yes. Gonna have fun, Linda. Um, and Linda, if you're in, in like if you just paid, then you get the um, then you get the bonus. Awesome! I can't wait to uh, support you. Yes, yes. Um, if you have any more questions about the training, um, if you want to know anything else about it before you sign up, do just uh, hit me up by email or on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Is me on Insta. Um, that's any, any last, I'll take one sip of water and then do a last call for questions about social media confidence uh, training program. Just type them into the chat. Awesome, folks. Yeah. Um, sign, like, seriously, it's a no-brainer. Uh, it's, it's, and it's so much fun. And look, as well as I say, I'd say that at any time, but what I've... Um, what I've realized over the past week doing the free how to teach online course is that people also are really valuing just being in community and talking about things other than Corona. Uh, so I'm going to guarantee that's what's also going to happen on this course. So if you just like the idea of being around yoga teachers chatting <laughs> for four weeks, talking about like stuff that you're interested in, uh, that's another current bonus that you'll get with this program. Happy. Paul73 says, thank you so much for all the tips, Amy. You are inspirational. Straight back at you. Like we're all in this together, right? Um, you're welcome, Penny. You're so welcome. And folks, please don't let this be like that piece of uh, exercise equipment that you just hang your clothes on. Please do these, what have I told you, six things plus sign up for my course. But like do the six things. I really do believe that that, this current situation does not have to be a time when everybody shrinks and gets small and gets into limited thinking and gets into financial fear. As I'm seeing with, with my clients and the graduates of, of the other two rounds of social media confidence, now can be an incredible time for growing your business, reaching new people, sharing new content. It might not manifest in the immediate sense in terms of cash in hand, but the goodwill opportunities that you can be fostering will lead to financial fruits down the line um, moreover we know that we're not in this first and foremost for the money we're here because we feel called we feel compelled we can't help but share yoga with people so social media is the most incredible platform these platforms facebook and instagram they're free you can use them as much as you want you can talk to the world from your house using them for no charge. This is mind-blowing. Think about it. If you've got something positive to say, God damn it, someone needs that in the newsfeed. 
if you're feeling overwhelmed by all of the drama and hullabaloo and fear-mongering that's going on in Facebook, don't avoid Facebook. Dilute that shit by your positive message. Like show leadership. Take light to the people using these channels. That's all it is. This is like positivity nardies uh, that you get to access for free. So please don't pull back. You don't have to use social media personally, but don't let your uh, light be dimmed because other people are, are shouting. But a really powerful message. People really, really need to hear it. Social media is incredibly influential um, and you get to use your power for good, right? You get to use your, your power for uh, to be in service, to have social media be part of your saver. You get to really access this virtuous cycle by continuing to share. Um, Linda says, thanks, Amy. I can't wait to get going now, especially with your guidance. Yes, Linda. Yes. Um, Carrie says, that is why I'm pausing. I took last week to digest what is happening. Day 10 in the house. Yeah, gosh, Carrie, good for you. I think I'm only up to day six, so you're out in front of me. Um, but uh, but but congratulations for uh, for making it that far. And I'm you know I'm really excited about going in down and deeper. You know there is so many beautiful yoga teachings about being in the forest or digging down into the mud. That's where we're at. We're we're in we're in Chaya territory. We're in shadow territory. But man, there is some Amrit. There is some. Um, you know, there are boons to be found down in here. It's getting mossy, but it's going to be okay. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful place to, if you think about Shivanataraj, you know, it's a beautiful place to, when we're in that destruction and then, and then fallow state, it's only from there that we can reemerge. Hint, great time to grow your Instagram followers because when you're ready to go, guess what, everybody? We're back. As if people aren't going to be wanting to get out, get back into community, like, I don't know, but like re do some work on this system that kind of got a little sickly and cauliflower-esque. It's going to be a great time when re-emergence happens. Um, be ready because you've been doing all of this foundational work to really get confident and get secure in your social media so that when it is time to be back in contact, actually in-person contact with people, you're all over it and you're not seeking to kind of scurry and recover. Amazing. Okay, everybody. Oh, look at that. Right on uh, 90 minutes. So I'm going to finish this up there. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to be with me here today. Um, if you are new to me and you're looking for more support, you don't have to buy my course. I've got a bunch of free stuff. Um, I've got a podcast, Abundant Yoga Teachers. I've got videos and uh, on my YouTube channel. Like, you know, I've got heaps of other resources. Facebook group, if you want to jump in there and keep some conversation going, Abundant Yoga Teachers. Um, you know, let me help you to the degree that you would like my help and uh, keep serving. Uh, really, everybody needs you right now and um, your message is important. You got this. Bye, everyone. Take care. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favour to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.